0: This is episode 25, Loving Ourselves to Reach Our Best Potential with Shirley Tan, Part 1. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You Podcast. Each week, we give you an inspirational person or message designed to empower you to go further faster. This is Jessie and this is another day to inspire Filipinos around the world. Most of us have been through the hard times. Some gave up, but some learned how to fight and moved on. And our guest today had gone through harsh experiences and even led her to think that her death might be the best way to fix the problem. Fortunately, she was able to pull through and used her experiences to mold her to become what she is today. She is a mother and a blogger. She has written for the Huffington Post UK and have also been published in Elephant Journal, The B-Side, New Straight Times and her blog www.shirleymaya.com. She writes about dating, motherhood, sexuality, identity and a lot more. Let's listen to the inspiring story of Shirley Tan on this interview with Mike.
1: Thank you so much, Shirley.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure, it's a joy.
1: Shirley, a question I always open up with, and that's joy, Mm. or gratitude. Yes. In the last 24 hours,
2: what are you most grateful for? Immense, because in the last 24 hours, I myself gained a um, own personal realization in the last 24 hours, I realized about how we engage as humans, as um, as men and women. Mm. I was thinking in particular more of relationships. Mm. And sometimes men and women, no matter how much they care or not care, or tr- starting to care in a relationship, especially when you're beginning to get to know each other, there's always this struggle between... Um, Shall I call her? Mm. Shall I? Or sh- uh, should she make the first move? Mm. And, and all these things, right? Mm. And this kind of little, little power struggle starts at the very beginning. Mm. And then it, it sort of progress, uh as even the relationship grows. Mm. Because then even in marriage, there's this struggle. Like, why should she get her way? Or why mm. should he get her, his way? Yeah. And then it, it goes back and forth yeah. like that. So I was thinking about that and uh, thinking, where does this all come from, this struggle, how struggle, the need to hang on to your pride or ego? Why? Why can't people just be real and just go up and say, I need more attention from you Hmm. right now. Um, I'm feeling a little scared. Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, I Hmm. need more assurance. Or I'd love to hear from you, but... I don't want to make the first move. You know, small things like that. Um, So in the last 24 hours, I realized I don't want to be like that. Mm. I don't want to be um, held back by my own fears or insecurities or my own misconceptions Mm. of what a man or woman should act or not act for Mm. whatever age they are. And I don't want to be held back by my own pride, or rather I call it false pride, mm. uh, just because I really want to hear it from somebody or I actually want to reach out to someone else and I'm just held back because I'm waiting. Mm. Or, or I think, oh, that's going to make me look like easy and cheap, you know, stupid mm. things like that.
1: Yeah, that's it's very deep insight. Wow. <laughs> that's, the, that's the most, uh, the deepest answer I've ever got to that question.
2: <laughs> no, because I, I was looking at one of my old, old co- quotes that I wrote as part of a, a, a blog post. Um, and, and it didn't really sink into me even then, then now. Yeah. But I guess we evolve. So yeah. as we evolve, our perception and understanding of certain things yeah. will deepen. So that old quote was, let your love be mightier than your hate. Let your dreams be stronger than your fears. Let your hopes be invincible. Be led by your greatness always.
1: Mm.
2: So it didn't really sink in until yesterday. It's even something that I wrote myself.
1: That was your own quotation? Yes, yes. Wow.
2: Yeah. So we're not always led by our greatness. Mm. We're always led by our smallness. Mm. That's why the actions that comes with it is so small,
1: limited. I love this. I love this. And
2: that's why our responses, well, we don't respond, we mostly react.
1: Mm.
2: It's so small, Mm. it's so limited, it's so petty and pathetic. Mm. So if we were led by our greatness, then our fears would diminish. Mm. Our love will be mightier than our hate. Our dreams will be greater than our own insecurities and our hopes will always be invincible. That's powerful. That's what I realized and that's why I was very, very grateful. Thank
1: you. Thank you for for sharing that. When you, looking back at your journey for, and we'll touch on Fearless Living, I know that's just one aspect of you. Um, Obviously that's how a lot of your fans know you from the blog. So if you look at the journey of your blog and you've received a lot of feedback from your fans that it's made a difference, but which, do you want to share a compliment that you're most proud of?
2: Well, I I can't say I'm most proud. Uh, It's not pride or proud that I feel. Um, It's more, it's a very humble understanding that Something I did, or what I do, helps and heals. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all. And and whenever I hear something positive about uh, how I'm helping them or how it's healing them, then it re- reinforces the fact that I've chosen the right path, mm-hmm. and I I am uh, choosing the right. How would I say? It's not even a job now; it's the way of living.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I like that. Though, how you said that a humble understanding, not yeah. pride. Yeah, it I, is. I like uh, when you you've already shared a quote, an inspirational quote. Oh, okay. I know you have many. <laughs> In your journey, could you just share one with us that really has stuck with you a lot?
2: Okay. Um, there are many, like you mm. say, because that's part of my writing uh, process. But I will share one that stays with me all the time, Mm. especially when we're all human, right? We have our bad days and our our not-so-bad days where we can actually do some good. Um, So on my bad days when I'm going to a rant (laughs) and being very, very um, unhappy and unpleasant, I think about this quote from At. Emma Lazarus, none of us are free until all of us are free.
1: I've never heard this quote before. <laughs> Can you break this down of why this means so much to you?
2: Well, actually, it's, I think she, she sort of, it's a longer quote, similar to what Martin Luther King once says, because uh, we, we know his movement for civil rights, right? And obviously, if you put it into that context, mm. it makes total sense, right? Yeah. Especially with the hashtag that all black lives matter, all mm. lives matter, and the things that are erupting in mm. the states. But if you take it into a bigger context, which is what I feel, what Emma is trying to say, none of us are free until all of us are free. When we're caged within our fears, insecurities, and negativity, we do a lot of harm, not only to ourselves but to those around us, but when we are free from that prison of insecurity, fears and negativity, then we can actually become a source of liberation, Mm. empowerment and inspiration to everyone. Mm. Especially to ourselves.
1: I'm smiling because you've created two visuals here for me: the the physical cage. Yes. That we see visible around the world. Exactly. And the probably the worst one of all is the, the one in our own mind. Right. Oh, this is going to be a great interview. <laughs> I knew this would be a great
2: interview.
1: <laughs> Ooh, so many questions to get to. <laughs> uh, sure. On your journey, mm. difficult question, I know. But what is the best advice you ever got?
2: The best advice that I've ever got. Oh gosh. Yeah, this is hard because I had tremendous privilege and joy to meet all sorts of mentors all my life. Um, and every one of them made a huge impact. It would be very, very hard to say, I, but okay, maybe it's not so much of what is the best advice, but it's the, it's the feeling they gave me. Which was every time I engaged with my mentors, and the feeling I, I, the takeaway for me was that I felt that they cared so much for me. Mm. They never neglected me. They never abandoned me, even when I abandoned myself and quit on myself, but they never quit on me. And they saw. I guess that potential in me even when I couldn't see it in myself and they just kept working with me and they never gave up. Mm. So I think that was very, very strong mm. and, and I, I felt that so much from each and every one of them. Mm. That's why um, it, it may not be an advice but it was, it was that immense feeling of being valued and cared for, even at my worst, mm. and they saw value in me, even though I couldn't see value in myself. And that's why they didn't give up. So if they didn't give up, how could I give up? That's...
1: I'm smiling, Shirley, because you're going to make the, it's a very difficult job for our team that does the show notes, because <laughs> <laughs> they have to pick, you know, quotable quotes, and you've already <laughs> you've given pages already. <laughs> Think of the word successful. Who comes to mind?
2: Who comes to mind? Um, I think success has many different layers of meanings. Um, And to me, I guess I, I need to define it first because I don't want your listeners or anyone to misunderstand what I equate as success. So I equate success as a successful life and you actually live and breathe the very things that you believe in and you're aligned with your dreams and purpose with who you are so that to me is success and who is that <laughs> i guess um, the one that you've interviewed and it's coming out tomorrow tony Miloto. <laughs> yeah yeah he's an embodiment of a walking and breathing successful person in in my in terms of my definition mm. yeah because you've got to walk the talk you've got to be authentic to what is it that you're doing and then align it with who you are, then there is no, um, there's no distortion. Yeah. There's no confusion. There's only clarity.
1: Mm.
2: And when you have clarity, you can always move forward w- without swerving or straying too much. Mm. I like that.
1: <laughs> is there a particular book that has for you maybe come at the right time that helped transform your thinking if you are mm. to recommend one book to our listeners
2: there are so many books out there From I read uh, I'm a voracious reader so I read anything from Calvin and Hobbes to, <laughs> to very deep spiritual stuff um, so and I have I have I've managed to, to learn you know, a lot of things from just Kelvin and Hobbes, to be honest. <laughs> as much as I did learning from spiritual masters like Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa or, you know, or Gandhi and all that stuff. Um, I think it's hard to, to pick one book. But I'll pick a recent book. It's a um, it's a spiritual book. Yeah, it's um, it's called the Introduction to Tantra by Lama Yeshe, and I know you're gonna go like, oh my god, she's gonna give me all these uh, religious crap. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I read it as a modern person who I'm completely not religious, and I don't follow a ritual a ritualized life okay yeah but I like what is written here because it talks about just being who you are just Mm. being who you are Mm. is enough to bring about a lot of good even from the way you eat or you enjoy what you do without getting too attached and become self-indulgent yeah then you understand you experiencing the joy of enjoy, just the joy of doing what you love, that replenishes replenishes you enough so that you can, um, I guess, share or create more joy and love. Mm. So, usually we d- use things, we consume, we use things and people for our own pleasure and satisfaction.
1: Yeah, yeah, take.
2: yeah, it's almost like an addiction, right? Mm. And then When we like something, we want it even more. We crave Mm. for it. It really is like an addiction. But if we understand that whatever we use or consume gives us joy Mm. instead of pleasure, then it changes. Mm. Then it becomes you have the joy. You are so grateful for being able to experience this and have this then you have gratefulness mm. then when you have gratefulness you go, you will go naturally to the next step how can I share this with someone else mm. how can I create more joy and um, great uh, gratitude with someone else mm. and then it changes mm. it's a very small shift but it changes now, now it becomes less of self pleasuring or self preservation. Now it becomes you're doing exactly what you're doing, but it becomes your source of liberation and yes. inspiration. See mm. how it changes? Mm. But you're still doing the same thing. But your engagement with it yes. internally.
1: That's the internal yeah. Yeah.
2: So mm. that's why I like that book. So fantastic. Yeah.
1: Now the next section is I always tell people this is my favorite part of the show and it's on adversity. Because I believe and I and before we we're talking before we started recording, you talked about you know bouncing questions back to me. So mm. I'm going to give you freedom if no, you great. choose so because <laughs> this is a very sensitive subject for yeah. a lot of people. Yes. And maybe, well, dare I say, one of the reasons why you have so much following is because of your power of leading with vulnerability mm. and talking about things that perhaps most people shy away from. So to kind of start that conversation on adversity and setbacks, could you share us? an adversity or setback in your life that you learned the most
2: from? Yes. Um, I had to give up a personal dream back in 2009 because of uh, personal family matters that came about. And it made me very, very, very angry. At this situation uh, and also at myself. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I guess it was just an eruption of many different things that tore everything apart. But then it was a lesson because I was so attached to the dream, that's why I was so angry. Mm. And I was uh, so attached to to the people involved in creating that dream and some of the people were not who they turned, they did not turn out to be who I thought they they would be. And so the dream fell apart. And then also with the personal family circumstances, I had to walk away from the dream, Mm. physically. (laughs) Uh, That's the year I had to move back to, I was living here for a while. In, in the Philippines from two thousand seven to two thousand nine. Two thousand nine was the last time I left Philippines and did not return until April this year. Oh. Yeah. So that dream was so big, and it was such a big part of everything that I wanted or aspired to create and share. But it couldn't come through for multitude of reasons and I was very depressed and angry and sad. There were days when I couldn't even get out of bed because there was no purpose and everything was so meaningless without a dream, um, without a purpose and that was also the time I started to write the blog because there was no avenue for me to rant and grief and pour everything mm. out. So, it started to be just like a personal journal. Yeah. And I felt completely paralyzed and crippled that I couldn't do anything. Even writing was so hard. And, but I pushed myself slowly that I must write something every single day so that it, that it gets me to just do something. In the end, my takeaway from that whole experience is that I was not ready for my dream
1: Ah. the
2: dream was a bit too great for me and when you're not ready for that big dream obviously the way you go about um, constructing or or pursuing that dream would be very flawed Hmm. even right down to the people you choose because when I say you're not ready you're not ready emotionally, mentally not mature enough to mm. even understand that magnitude of that dream mm. and I was more I have to admit, I was more attracted to the, to the superficial reasons of the aspects of that dream yeah. possibly the glamour the, the fame, the glory that sort of thing uh, not the dream mm. not the real purpose yeah. so in, in hindsight it was the best thing that happened to me because if it didn't happen then I wouldn't have this I got uh, wake up call mm. uh, uh, and, and learning and wanting to be much better and not so attached to things that are really superficial mm. so I have a very different relationship now with fame <laughs> mm. with uh, everything I do it's very different
1: so you turned one of the worst moments in your life into the one of the greatest moments
2: Greatest lessons.
1: Greatest lessons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greatest lessons.
2: So, let's what about
1: for folks that are going through adversity right now, and our listeners, but that adversity is coming from the ones they love.
2: Yes, we had, we had a lot of that, especially during my first uh, fan greeting meet meet session. Yeah. Uh, all the eight people actually shared all. Uh, their own personal adversity, Mm. and it all involves people they love. And I think the reason, the first thing we have to understand is this. We can only be hurt by those we love the most, because people who we don't care about, (laughs) if they do something bad to us, um, we just won't really care, but for those we love; they have the capacity to hurt us the most because we love them. Hmm. So when you understand that, then you understand that it is because you, of our feelings for them that's why we're more sensitive, more vulnerable. Um, so understand your loved ones understand if they themselves are going through a difficult patch now if they are then obviously they're not in the best space
1: i sorry just to clarify my question my question was what advice would you give those who are receiving the adversity from yes, their i know the loved ones
2: but like I said, again, loved ones, they're also going... That person, the cause of your pain.
1: Ah, yeah. okay, yeah. Are they
2: going through something really, really... I get checked? you. Yeah. My
1: apologies. <laughs> I get mad. So,
2: if they're also going through something of a personal advers- uh, adversity of that level to that degree, then they're not in the best space. And whatever they're doing is also in uh, uh, actually a... a re- reflection and a reaction from whatever pain they're going through. So if you have two painful people then that's what will happen but so that's one scenario. The second scenario is that your loved ones are the source of your pain because they themselves are just not able to do, not able to relieve themselves from being the pain. What I'm saying is basically they're the cause... They're the, um, they're the ones assaulting and battering women mm. on a very physical level. They're the ones who are antagonizing you. And they're the ones who are doing all these reasons... Uh, all these things, very unpleasant, negative things to you without just cause. Mm. So, so if that's the case... And the best thing you can do for yourself is to remove yourself from that situation. Mm. Because if you are not equipped to help this person and this person may be beyond help for now at this point in time, and you don't have the capabilities to even understand how you can help this person, you need to step back. And protect yourself first. Because if you're broken and damaged as a result of this, then you would be unable to do anything else mm. for yourself. Now this becomes more pertinent I guess when you're in a scenario of family with children and you have one partner or spouse who is either a drunk and then when they're drunk, they do very very bad things, and everyone gets damaged. So you, mm. and if children are involved, you you can't. Uh, you have to think about their welfare and what they're being exposed to. Yeah. So, uh, because that also will leave lasting scars mm. that they may or may not heal later in life. So you need to remove that. Mm. Yeah. So you need to get to a place of safety. Um, but um, and that's the most extreme scenario exactly yeah but for people who are just struggling to uh, adversity situational wise Mm. I just want to remind everyone listening that I've never met or come across anyone who has not been who has not become greater better stronger and even the best versions of themselves without having gone through adversity. Yes, Yeah.
1: it's almost a criteria of life.
2: Yes, so adversity sometimes is like a fire, that's the Mm. way I see it. It burns through the fluff, the shaft and all the crap Mm. until you see the core, the real value of you and that real value of you is what matters. Because that is your core and source of life, which can bring you forth to a much higher place than you could ever imagine. So, use adversity in that sense. Have a positive relationship with adversity. Use every challenging situation to refine yourself, to define yourself even deeper or higher, and become the best of you.
0: It's indeed an inspiring interview with Shirley. That's just a part one. Check out part two to get to know more about her. I remember one of my high school teachers who once told me, Stand from where you fall and use your mistakes as a motivation to move on. Aside from that, when everything else feels so down, remember those people who struggle to live despite of food scarcity and poverty. Always be grateful for what you have. To our listeners, how do you feel about this episode? If you think this will help you and your friends become a better version of yourself, share it on Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter as well at bestofyou.ph and on Instagram at bestofyou.ph. If you don't want to miss any episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or tune in if you are an Android user. For any comments and suggestions, feel free to leave that on the comment section via page.